Shalom to all. Today's office is Yom Adaf Nun Zion. We are starting Nun Vav Amrabez, seven lines off from the bottom, the first word on the line. And the Mishnah had said, that he sprinkles from the blood towards the Paraychas, opposite to Aaron, outside, meaning this is the sprinklings that are happening in the Heichal, not in the Kesh Kedashim. And the Gemara says, Tan we have a Brisa. The Pasuk tells us, and so shall be done in the oil maid. What's this teaching us? The same way that the sprinklings happen in the Kesh Kedashim, so too he does the same thing in the Heichal. Just like inside the Kesh Kedashim, the Hazais are one above and seven below with the blood of the par. He does the same thing in the Heichal. Just like in the Kesh Kedashim, the sprinklings of the Damasar are one above, seven below. He does the same exact thing in the Heichal. And now we just continue in the Pasuk. Who dwells with them in their Tumma. Even when their Tumma, the Shechin is still with them. And Amalehu Minal Rav Chanina, Apikaris told Rav Chanina, Nun Zayin Amal Alf on the top, Hash the Bari Tmei Maton. For sure, you guys are Tamei. This is after the destruction of Beis Hamikdash, and he was trying to say that the Shechin is not in Kli Yisrael. Dechsev, because it says in the pasuk, says this Apikaris Rav Chanina, Toma Sabeshuleha. Her Toma is on her hems, meaning it's very apparent that Kli Yisrael is Tamei. So Amar Lehi told him, Tachazi Maksiv Why don't you go and see what it's written about them? Hashechen Itam Betech Tumaisam Afil Bezman Shein Tmei Shechin Ashri Benehem. Even at them, they're Tamei. The Shechina is still among them. But now going back to the lima that we started out with, comparing the Hazais of the Kesh Kedashim to the Hazais of the Heichal. V'chidavar halamid behekdesh, chayzer umalamid behekdesh. This is something that was learned out from a hekdesh. Could that go and now teach another hekdesh? The only way we knew that the blood of the par and the sire were done the same exact way in the Kesh Kedashim, that was through a hekdesh. So how can we now take that limud and make another hekdesh comparing the Kesh Kedashim to the Heichal? So the Gemara answer is not a problem. Hai heimenu v'davar acherhu v'lehav hekdesh. It's considered a heimenu v'davar acher, and it's not a hekdesh. Meaning the original hekdesh comparing par and sire isn't really a hekdesh. Both par and sire have the words mat and mala. The need for comparison was simply to learn how many times hazal was necessary. This type of limit is called me'atzmai laban mixas umidavar acher messiah b'mixas. It's learned by itself partially and partially helped from somewhere else, and it's not considered a hekdesh. Now the Gemara asks, "Hanicha l'ma'adamr lo'ayav hekesh." That's good according to the ma'adamr. That's not considered a hekesh. El ma'adamr have hekesh. Michael Amemer. How could we answer this? So this other suggestion is makaymas who the Gemara ma'adadi. It's makaymas that are being learned from each other. In this current limud, the Gemara was makish the places, the kadosh kadoshim to the heichal. Whereas in the previous limud, we are makish the animals. This is two different limudim, and therefore there's no issue of learning one hekesh from another. Or Ibai same alternatively could say chutz mi bifnim b'chadizim nagamar the chutz, meaning the heichal from the bifnim from the kadosh kadoshim is being learned all at once, meaning this entire hekish is being learned at once. The only issue with learning one hekish from another is when halachas being used to teach the new hekish, those halachas themselves were also derived from a hekish. However, in this case, some of the halachas being taught are from the Torah itself and weren't learned by way of hekish. For example, that the Dam HaSar is sprinkled one time above, that comes directly from the Torah. Then a second hekish could be derived from the first. And Tana, we have a Braisak Shumaza, when he does the sprinklings, al al he doesn't actually sprinkle the blood on the Parechas, he does it towards the Parechas. And Amr Abelaz Rabbi he says, Ani Barami, I saw the Parechas in Rome, and had a number of drops of blood from the Par and the Sar of Yom Kippur, meaning you're supposed to sprinkle it on the Parechas itself. Now, this is referring to where Rabbelaz Rabbi went to Rome in an attempt to repeal a terrible decree against the Jews. When he arrived at the palace, it turned out that a shade named Ben Talamyain had entered 
entered the emperor's daughter, making her crazy. So Rabbi Lezer Rabbi healed her, and as a reward, was taken to the royal treasury and allowed to take anything he wanted. He didn't take anything, but he searched for and found the evil decrees which he tore up. So during this time in the treasury, he saw many kalim of the base of Mekdash and the Parechas. So he's saying that I saw the Parechas and I saw that it had the blood on it. The Gemara asks, Perhaps that blood was from Parhelm Davishal Tzibur and Seir Vaidzara, which the Pasak describes the way the blood is supposed to be sprinkled as towards or on the Parechas. So perhaps it was that blood. So the Gemara says, No, the Chaz David Kesidron, he saw that the drops of blood that were on the Parechas were in order. There was one above and seven below. Clearly, it was of the Par and the Sar of Yom Kippur. We have a very similar teaching about the Parhelm Davishal Tzibur. When the blood is sprinkled, it's not supposed to touch the Parechas. If it did touch the Parechas, then it's okay and it's still kosher. And Amr Abla's Rabbi Yesi, he says, I saw the Parechas in Rome, and actually had the blood of the Parhelm Davishal Tzibur and Sierra Vadizara on it, meaning you're supposed to sprinkle it on the Parechas. The Gemara asks, Perhaps that blood was the Par in the Sar of Yom Kippur. So the Gemara answers, He saw that it was sprinkled not in order, it wasn't in a straight line, one above, seven below. So there was two different applications of blood on the Parechas. One of them was clearly from the Par and Sar of Yom Kippur, and the other was clearly from the Par Helm Darushal Tzibur and Seir Evai Dezara. And now the Gemara asks a series of similar questions. Let's say the blood of the Par and the Sar got mixed up with each other, and now they're all in one vessel. Amrava, he says, what are we supposed to do? Make one application above, seven below, that's it. And it's counted for here and there, meaning it's counted as the application for the Par and the Sar. They said this over in front of Rav Yirmiya. Amar, he commented, These foolish Babylonians, Since they dwell in a dark land, Bavel is situated lower than Eretz Yisrael, and it's considered a dark land. That's why they say dark teachings, meaning confusing teachings. That means that he's going to be making the application of Lamala, of the Sar, before the Mata applications of the Par. The Torah says, And he shall complete the Kapara for the Holy. What do we learn from here? First complete the Avoida of the par, then complete the Avoida of the Dam of the Sire. So he can't do the above application for the Sire before the down applications of the par. So he suggests, what does he do? He does one above and seven below, and his intention is that this is to be for the par. And then he does another one above, seven below, and now his intention is supposed to be for the Sire. So here he has it that he's done the Avoida in order. And another question is, let's say the bloods got mixed up with each other by the later applications, meaning he already did the first application, Lamala of the par, and then the bloods got mixed up with each other. What's he supposed to do? So, Sav Rav Papa Kamei Durav Lameimar, Rav Papa suggested in front of Rav to say, He does seven down applications, and he has Kavana for both the par and the sa'ir, and then he goes back and does one blood application for the sa'ir. Amalei Rav so Rav told him, Up until now they called us fools. Now they're going to call us the fools of fools, and they're going to say, We teach them, and they still don't learn. What's the issue with what Rav Papa was suggesting? He's doing the down applications of the sire before the up application of the sire. But Tyra Amr, the Tyra said, First do the up application, and then do the down application. So Nun Zainal Mbez on top, El Amar Ravi tells us what's supposed to be done in this case. He does seven applications below for the par. And then he does one above, seven below, with the intent that it's supposed to be for the sire.
fire. And another question, let's say the cups got mixed up, meaning he has two separate vessels and he just doesn't know which one is the pyre and which one is the sire. What should he do? He does three applications, one above, seven below, and he does that three times in a row, once with the first cup and then once with the second cup and then once again with the first cup. And why does this work? Because if the first cup is of the pyre and the second one is the sire, so then that third application that he did, which is going back to the dam of the pyre, so that third one doesn't count at all. However, if the first one is of the dam of the sire, then that's the one that doesn't count. The second one is then of the dam of the pyre, that counts. And then the third one is the dam of the sire, and then that counts. So either which way, if we do three times, one and two, and then back to the first cup, so then he's going to have accomplished what he needs to do. And another question, mixes dominus avruloi and mixes dominus avruloi. Let's say some of the blood got mixed and some of it didn't. So he has three vessels. One of them has dam pyre, one of them has dam sire, and one of them has a mix. What are we supposed to do? And now the Gemara explains the question, for sure, when he makes applications, he does so from the Vadai blood. He knows that this is Dam Hapar, he knows that this is Dam Asar. So, what's the question? Are these others, meaning this third vessel that has a mix of blood, is that considered Shirayim, Azli, and that gets poured on the side of the Mizbech? We know that whatever blood is left over, it gets poured on the side of the Mizbech. Idilma, perhaps the Chuin Havu, they're considered Dachui, they're considered pushed away, and they're not valid for being used. And then they get poured in the Amma, which is the stream that runs through the Hazara, they get washed away, it's considered waste, and it's not going to be poured on the side of the Mizbech. So what are these considered? So Amr of Papa, he suggests, Even according to the Manda Amr, that one cup makes the other cup into Shirayim, we're going to learn of this Machlaika soon enough, but what this is talking about is, let's say, he catches the blood in two different vessels, and he uses only one of the vessels to do all the sprinklings, and the other vessel he never used. Nonetheless, that first vessel that was used makes the blood in the second vessel considered Shirayim, and that second vessel is going to be poured on the side of the Mizbech. Even according to that man, Amar, suggestor of Papa, that's only because if he wanted to use the blood in the second vessel, he could have done so. But in this case, if he wanted to use that third vessel, he wouldn't be able to because it's a mix of the blood. So that man, Amar, would say that the blood is not sprinkled on the side and it actually gets poured into the Amma. Whereas Amar, Rav Huna, Brad, Rav Shula, Rav Papa, Rav Huna, Brad, Rav Shula, told Rav Papa, but the opposite makes sense. Even according to the Mandamar over there that says that one cup, one vessel makes its friend, makes the other one into Dachoy. Again, when he catches the blood in two cups and he only uses one of them, that second cup is considered Dachoy and it's not poured on the aside. But Hanimili did That's because he actively pushed it away. He actively decided, I am not going to use this vessel. But in case where he didn't push it away actively, so that Mandamar would say it's not considered Dachoy and actually would be poured on the aside. So we have this Machlekes over here. What's going to be with this third vessel, the one that has the mix of the Dam Hapar and Dam Hasayr, is it going to be poured on the side or is it going to be poured into the Amma? And what was this Machlekes based off of? A Brisa that was quoted. And here's the Brisa, the Tanya, the Brisa says, Lamalahu Aimer, above it says, meaning in one Pasuk it says, Ves Dama Yishbaich, its blood shall be poured on the side, and Lamato Aimer, and another Pasuk it says, Ves Kal Dama Yishbaich, and all of the blood should be poured. Minayin Lechatas Shekibol Dama Ba'ar says, How do we know that a Chatas, whose blood was caught in four different cups, Vinasan Mizahachas, Mizahachas, and one of the applications was done from one cup, and another application was done from another cup, that all those cups and all those vessels are going to be poured on the aside. That's why the Pasuk says, all of the blood that was used is going to be poured on the aside. You might think, that if he did all four applications from just one vessel of blood, that all of the vessels are going to be poured on the aside. That's why the Pasuk says, its blood in singular form is going to be poured. It's going to be poured.
poured, meaning that vessel that was used is going to be poured, but the other ones that weren't used, they are going to be poured into the Amo, they're considered Dachui, and they are not going to be poured on the Yisoyed. Whereas Rebbe Lezbe Rebbe Shimon Eimer, he argues, and he has the other way of learning. How do you know if he cut the blood in four different vessels, and he did all four applications from one vessel, Shekul and Yishbach on the Yisoyed, that all the vessels are going to be poured on the Yisoyed? Tamal Eimer v'eskal dami Yishbach. So the Gemara asks, Rebbe Lezbe Rebbe Shimon, Haksiv, it says, v'eskal Yishbach, we do have this pasuk of Asdama Yishbach. What do we do with this? So Ravashi explains, Limute Shiraim Shabbatzar Behema. This is just excluding the Shiraim, the remnant blood that's left in the neck of the animal that wasn't caught by the vessel. That's considered like it was Dachoi. Since he didn't catch it in any vessel, that's pushed away and that's going to be poured into the Amma. However, if the, all the blood was caught in four different vessels and he only used one of the vessels, nonetheless, all the vessels are going to be poured on the side of the Mizbech. So here we have our Machlekes Tanaim, which is what the Machlekes Amorayim was based off of. And the Mishnah told us, After he's finished all the applications of blood in the Kesh and the Hechel, then he mixes the bloods together. He mixes the Damapar and the Damasar together. And the Gemara says, Our Mishnah is like the Manda Amar, that we're going to mix the blood together before the application on the Kronos, on the horns of the Mizbech, because we clearly see that the bloods are being mixed together. The Itmar, we have a Memra, Rabbi Yeshe, Rabbi Yenusan, they have a machlekes, chad amar ma'arvin, chad amar en ma'arvin. One of them says that the blood is mixed before the application on the horns of the Mizbech, and one of them said it's not mixed. And now the Gemara suggests, to time to Rabbi Yeshehu da'ar ma'arvin, let's try to conclude that it's Rabbi Yeshia that says that the blood is mixed. Da amar, he says, afagav doik sev yachtov. Even though the Pasuk doesn't say yachtov, kemandach sev yachtov dami. It's as if it says yachtov. In reference to sprinkling the blood on the Kronis, the Pasuk says, v'lokach midam apar umidam hasar. And he takes from the blood of the par and from the blood of the sire. So even though it doesn't say that he takes from them Yachtov, it's as if it says Yachtov, meaning they should be mixed together. So the Gemara says, no, who it could even be Rabbi because Shani Hacha, in this specific case of the application of the blood on the Kronis, it's different. The Chesib says in the Pasuk, Achas. The Pasuk says, Achas Bashana, and so it could be that Rabbi Yenison also learns from this Pasuk, Achas, that they shall be done together. But now the Gemara says, no, Tanya Delike Shinuyon, we have a Brisa that's not like this answer that we just gave, meaning we have a Brisa that proves that it's Rabbi Yishia and not Rabbi Yenison. What's this limud? It says in the pasuk v'lokach midama par umidama sar. This pasuk that we just quoted, shiu muravin, they should be mixed together. Diver Rabbi Yishia, those are the words of Rabbi Yishia. Nor chasamad alfa on top. Rabbi Yenison Omer, he says mizeb ifneatzmai ubizeb ifneatzmai. Each one gets sprinkled by itself. Amalei Rabbi Yishia, v'alik var nemar. It already says achas. So Amalei Rabbi Yenison, Rabbi Yenison told him v'alik var nemar midam hapar midama sar. It says in the pasuk midama par midama sar, clearly showing that there's supposed to be two separate applications and they're not supposed to be mixed together. Imkain lama nemar achas. If so, why does Say Achas says Rabbi Yainusan, Lamilcha to tell you, Achas Vlishtai Midamapar, Achas Vlishtai Midamasar, that there's only one application and not two from the blood of the par, and one application not two from the blood of the sar. And Tanya Idah, we have another Brisa, it says in the Pasik Vlokh Midamapar, Midamasar, Shiumi Ravim Zebazeh, they should be mixed up with each other. Ata Imer Shiumi Ravim Zebazeh, Ayena Elam Mizebifnatsum Mizebifnatsmai, you're suggesting that they have to be mixed up with each other. Perhaps that means each one should be sprinkled separately. Tamalam, that's why the Pasik says, Achas, and Ustama Krabiashia, the Stam. Is like Rabbi Yeshia, so we see that it's Rabbi Yeshia that holds that the bloods are mixed up before the application on the Kronos and the Mizbech, and it's not Rabbi Yehoshua's son. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.